Welcome to episode number 53 of the Jackson Hole Connection, brought to you by Jackson Hole Marketplace, the small, friendly neighborhood market with a huge personality. Please visit the jacksonholeconnection.com slash JHM to learn more. I'm Stephan Abrams, your host. I believe if you desire a truly fulfilling life, both personally and professionally, then you must be willing to find a connection with people outside of your everyday circle of influence which is why I created the Jackson Hole Connection podcast. My guest today is Tim Walther, the founder and CEO of Grand Dynamics International. Along with his Grand Dynamics team, Tim teaches that leadership is an art and science of mobilizing others to want to achieve shared aspirations. Tim's gonna share with us the different ways his company delivers leadership skills training, some traditional ways and others what most would not consider as traditional. Grand Dynamics helps people participate in new experiences. As Tim says, experiences are what get anchored in our memory most. Tim will enlighten us today from his 21 years of adventure training experience. He travels the globe helping others and companies find their path of success. And you just might find yours by listening today. So, Tim, thank you for accepting my invitation to be a guest on the Jackson Hole Connection, and I'm honored and thrilled that you're here today. Thanks, Stefan. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. You have a phenomenal history of being here in the community and traveling the world, but with this being the Jackson Hole Connection, everybody has a connection to Jackson Hole. You live here now. How did you first land here in Jackson Hole? Well, I was lucky enough to have an older brother who uh, came out to explore Jackson. Uh, he's four years older than me, and I came out to visit him when I was going to college. I went to Ithaca College, and in between my years at school, I came out for the summer to visit him and got my first taste of living the dream, so to speak, right, and uh, exposure to the mountains and, and adventure and a different way of living life. Yeah. That's my story. My older brother was living here, and I quit my job, and I moved out here. Nice, nice. And what class are you of moving out here? So what year did you move out here? I moved out here in 94. I first came out to visit my brother in 92. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I went back and graduated school and had a little bit of time back east, but then not much not much time. Um yeah, moved out here in the winter of 95. Okay. So and then I, I was here for, uh, I actually was working for Community Entry Services at the time. My brother was working there. We started a division of that company, um, which was an adventure-based education program for people with disabilities. And part of that was uh, we started this division in mind to go back and, and uh, get some additional education. So I went back in between doing that program to Minnesota State University and got my master's degree and uh, came back. And my my business plan, my thesis of that master's degree was the business plan for Grand Dynamics, which uh, which I started shortly thereafter. So how many years has Grand Dynamics been in operation at this point? 21 years. Woohoo! Yeah. Lucky 21. And your master's is in what field? Master's in, in experiential education with a focus on organizational development, um, particularly uh, team and leadership development was the major focus on 
how to design and deliver training and development programs to facilitate better workplace performance and overall enjoyment of work, <laughs> people working together. So that was, uh, that was it, yeah. So for 21 years, you've had one job in essence of taking grand dynamics from its, you know, that seed and building it up into the full life of a tree of what it is and branching out into many different aspects. Yeah. How did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Well, you know, I studied applied business psychology as my undergraduate degree Mm -hmm. and I came out and, and I got exposed to uh, to some mountaineering and climbing. I, my brother brought me up the CMC route on Mount Moran and and I had sort of a, you know, a Satori of sorts, you know, those epiphany moments on Mount Moran and just going, wow, this is, uh, I kind of want to have more of this in my life. And I, came, I went back to college and I was studying applied business psychology and one of my professors gave me an article titled uh, Corporate Adventure Training. And I was like, this is even a field, you know, this is something that people do. And, you know, you're creating experiences for business teams to have that's not in the workplace, that's outside of the workplace. But the whole goal is giving these experiences where people can ultimately end up working together better. So I thought, wow, that's that's something I really want to learn more about and focus on how I can be part of working with a lot of different businesses, yet running my own business at the same time. So, so Grand Dynamics has a unique model for building leaders and teaching leadership. You do speak to large groups, you're a speaker, but what you offer is very hands-on experience. And tell me more of what somebody would experience by attending one of your um, one, one of your events, um, participating in, in something that you offer. Yeah, sure. Well, there's a lot of different types of events we deliver and have delivered over the years. And so there's a pretty large, you know, sort of bank of possibilities, if you will, if someone were to, to show up at a great dynamics program. The range goes from a seminar, indoor seminar, which is all uh, you know, experiential facilitation based and the framework for those are typically would take whatever the content is, whether it's change leadership or team performance. And, you know, there's a lot of research around the business models that create those, the type of efficiency and effectiveness in the workplace. And so we create experiences around proven frameworks that engage people in the process of understanding what those frameworks are and how they can implement them when they work together with other people. So there's seminars, we call them action seminars. And then we have, you know, outdoor team events, team experiences, and those range from everything from like an amazing race style uh, experience where, you know, that can be right here at Jackson, it can be at any major city. But the essence is we take a location and we create a series of checkpoints all over the town or city and we create a structure where teams need to navigate together and solve problems and do fun things outdoors and ultimately kind of look at the connections that they're making with each other and the process that they're going through and how that applies to the workplace. 
And so we have outdoor programs, and then we have more of the adventure program from canyoneering to rock climbing, rappelling, whitewater rafting, those types of things, more adventure-based, that require sort of real navigation of the outdoor elements. Um, we often incorporate those types of programs in our multi, multi-day retreats. So the programs can be short half-day, two- to four-hour type type events or experiences, or they could last, you know, three or four days commonly for our executive retreats. And then you also might find yourself in a, in one of our mountain seminars, which is the, in the last few years, we've developed this program. We've delivered all over the country and uh, delivered in large venues in Las Vegas and all over the, the U.S., New York and whatnot. But these are large conference facilities where we we take the metaphor of mountain climbing and we create an experience in an indoor conference space with you know industrial sized fans and foggers and you know it's completely pitch dark as in this culmination of this base camp experience where people literally feel like they're on the side of a mountain and uh, they're doing various different team oriented challenges so that's a pretty cool event that we've that we've created and we've been we've been honing and using a lot of the concepts from our 20 years of being in the mountains and delivering outdoor stuff and we're now we're bringing these indoors so any number of different types of programs uh, just depends on the context from a high executive team that's responsible for the strategy and the and the, the teamwork for the whole company or you know the mid-level management or team uh, team players that are making all the day-to-day operations take place you know from a strategic leadership kickoff that's going to last two years you know so pretty wide range you know which also keeps it interesting for me and the reason that I've been able to do it for 21 years is because there's lots of different cool things to do you know so that's that's awesome you you've got a pretty big toolbox there yeah that's, <laughs> that's it man that's when you make create that toolbox and use it right so with what I hear from you is experience. You are providing a very interesting and engaging experience. Um, why is that important for what you're teaching? Well, I think most of us realize that experiences are the things that get anchored into our memory the most. Um, you take a concept that we may understand cognitively um, and when you start adding in an emotional level and then you add on an actual experience then the level of retention goes way up the level of connection between the people that share those experiences are anchored for a very long time and it also gets people to a very real real level very quickly Um, the dialogue that happens between people is a lot more open and honest and engaging um, after sharing some very unique experiences together. And we like to anchor content that makes a difference to those experiences. So if you think about a, a really visceral experience you have, and then you connected that to a conversation, I mean, you think about like, you know, one of your favorite songs that you have. And well, that there's a good chance that that song is anchored because of a concert you went to or maybe a road trip with a great friend that you listened to over or a trip that you had. And then you hear that song. And then what happens? The memory of the experience comes back. Experiential programs are much like that. We create the experience. It anchors the learning. It increases the retention. And it really allows people to integrate uh, the lessons that they've had. And so thus increases the return on the investment that uh 
that you're, you know, from, from your time, your return on energy and all that sort of stuff, resources. So, yeah. As you say that and mention the song, I totally thought about a song from camp that, and, and at the camp I went to, we would do cabin songs and I just thought right. about the cabin song and it's like, boom, right there it is. It's so accessible yeah. um, when you start layering on these various different levels of how we retain information, you know, mm-hmm. how we apply it. And when you share these experiences with people, your your coworkers in a in a in a positive way, it's it, it increases the loyalty, increases the the connection with people. When you have high trust in an organization, it increases your speed, your efficiency, and how people are going to be willing to go that extra mile. You know, and a lot of organizations, even you know the service industry in Jackson, you know, it's all about helping each other to to serve the the guest or the ultimately the business outcome. And, you know, ultimately people want to have a positive work experience. You want to like the people that you, that you work with, to have an enjoyable relationship with the people you work with and, uh, and ultimately make an impact on, you know, through your business and the community and, you know, overall. So that's, uh, what excites me about creating experiences for people in business and, uh, just in general. I think you, you hit on something really important there when you mentioned the service industry and it's all about helping each other to improve and raise the the entire experience yeah i think it's just with life mm-hmm. we all have to help each other yeah to have a a life that is well-rounded and fulfilling and and we that's what a community is about it is it is and i think it there's a certain degree of maturity i think that or experience life experience that takes uh, it takes a little bit of time, I think, for, for a lot of people to get to that place, the understanding, the realization of it, which I think is often challenging for a Jackson Hole business owners because they're working with a lot of people in their early 20s that very much in the what's in it for me it's phase of life, and it is a phase of life. So it's interesting, but I, I, I think business owners and just people in general as you sort of evolve uh, we realize that contribution and helping each other out is the most important thing in life you know yeah yeah I, I think we can all help each other out a little bit more and that's certainly pretty front and center in a lot of things nowadays <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is true this is true but but it'll always be there um, in the beginning or in the pre-show uh you mentioned a new venture or new product and and i think even now maybe listening to your toolbox who knows maybe it's one of those tools that you have and it's called the jackson hole scavenger hunt yeah and you you were really excited about this yeah it's cool so tell me more details of what this is and how i can get excited and yeah totally so over the many years in creating these corporate events through Grand Dynamics, uh, we have designed a whole variety of different, you know, uh, experiences and challenges for for groups in various different, def- you know, in destinations from you know twenty person groups to five hundred plus person, you know, events. Um, and in doing so, we've never really offered a public offering to a Jackson Hole visitor or a tourist, and so. There's been an evolution with 
phone smartphones right over the last several years and now there's these apps so in the programs that we used to design it's like old school gps walkie talkies you know maps compass you know i heard that word compass uh, people <laughs> navigating um so uh, really kind of it's been an evolution in the last few years of, of starting to use some of the technology in smartphones so now we can create these amazing experiences that are guided through these smartphone apps and so what we've created for Jackson Hole is this Jackson Hole scavenger hunt where we've created our, our first course that's launched and it's up and available online and open to the public. And we've created um, this experience where people can come to Jackson, they can learn about some of the history, some of the outdoor, the wildlife, the environment, various different uh you know, kind of the old and new west of Jackson Hole by going to some locations around downtown. There's trivia mixed in. The way the phone uh, app works is there's clues that you get that are either, you know, photo, text, or video, or integrated to the Google Map system that we have into the into the app. And then you find these locations, or you do on-the-go challenges, and you submit photo, videos, or or text trivia, and you get points and you get rewards. And so as you, for the public hunts, as you complete challenges, you get rewards from local businesses. So you have a whole bunch of local businesses and we're adding more coupons every day. Um, as you know, we literally just launched this program a few weeks ago. It's it's a win-win for the, for the visitor or the local or the participant, let's just say, because they're getting a fun experience. They're learning about Jackson. They're just having a, a blast doing this, uh, doing the, doing the program and it's up to about two hours is the classic hunt that we have now and it's a win for the businesses because the businesses we're offering a free you know advertisement basically if they just offer a, a fun reward to come into your business so there's a two-for-one drink there's there's discounts on retail there's discounts on adventure experiences like whitewater rafting there's free ice cream there's you know stuff like that as you're solving these challenges. So you're they're having fun, you're winning the reward, you're learning about local businesses, and then it's also supporting the community. So we, we give uh, we give 10% of, of all the public hunts to the Teton County Search and Rescue. And we also promote some of our local messaging like the Protect Jackson Hole through the Chamber of Commerce to help visitors become aware of the things that we're doing in Jackson to maintain our environment and uh, just have a positive impact on the community. So it's basically creating experiences like all these little mini experiences that are educational and fun and inspiring for people and it's all on a phone-based app and so there's a public hunt so you can just get download and do it anytime or we also do private events where there's multiple teams that are competing against each other and there's leaderboards and all that sort of stuff and live streams and you know real-time videos and private hunts groups come together and they have the experience and they come together and they finish at their finishing line and there's their whole edited video right there that they can watch of all their submissions and it's super fun that way too so Hmm. um it's it's cool and it's going to be evolving this summer is really about getting as many businesses involved to just be a part of it and and you know get the initial sort of launch out there but you know it's just another (laughs) it's another side project of the many but this one is cool because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. It's Jackson, and I'm excited about it. So, yeah. Sounds fun. It is. <clears throat> and in the App Store, how would somebody find this? You can go right to jacksonholescavengerhunt.com, uh-huh. click on the link, and then when you register, you get all that information. Oh, okay. 
That's Perfect. It. So that's it. Just go to jhscavengerhunt.com or jacksonscavengerhunt.com. Uh huh. And then all that information is automatically sent to you. All right. So. And so if there's a group of people, can they essentially play a game yeah. together or against yep. each other yep. to do that? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Something different to do. Totally. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. What a creative idea. Yeah. What brought that about? Well, I mean, really, I've been creating these different events for corporate uh-huh. groups. And I've been using this app, and I'm like, wow, this is a really cool thing. I mean, we delivered a event for like 400 people in downtown Boston. I'd go in and create a whole event in downtown Boston or in New York or, you know, whatever, in San Francisco. And so we have these events we've been creating. I'm like, you know what, I just, you know, and these were largely where our larger corporate clients are, frankly. Um, so we've been delivering these other events all over the place. I'm like, you know, we should just create one in Jackson for but it's like, well, if you create one in Jackson, it's, you don't really have the large large corporate groups like we do most of the work with. So I'm like, you know what, we should just create one and have it ongoing. But I didn't have the automation of it. Like I couldn't, you know, you couldn't just click on a link and automatically play the game. So I had to go through the development phase of like paying all the developers and all that stuff to, sure. to get it automated. And literally just that just got finished like last week. So <laughs> it's been an ongoing process. And now it's just community engagement. But, but that's the idea. It's really wanting to give back to the community in a fun, different way. So, yeah, that was the idea behind that. I love it. So you mentioned the, the, the whole automation and the technology, which... I'm going to get back to that in just a second. We're going to take a quick break to have a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Fresh hot coffee, hot breakfast, affordable lunch. Think Jackson Hole Marketplace. One mile south of Rafter J, no traffic, no hassle. Easy access, friendly staff. Jackson Hole Marketplace is the market to visit only five minutes south of Smith's. Looking for a snack stop before you hit the canyon? Think Jackson Hole Marketplace. Easy parking and conveniently located just south of town. 4125 South Highway 89, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Visit the jacksonholeconnection.com slash JHM for more details. So we were just talking about the Jackson Hole scavenger hunt, and you've been doing these scavenger hunts for corporations and events for so long. And now with technology, it helps automate it to where you can actually provide this platform on on a bigger level. There's a lot of things that you have done and still do that's really not technology driven at at all. And and one of those that you mentioned two of them actually to me in the the pre-show. One was the, the picnic, which I can't wait for you to describe that a little bit more. And then you also mentioned some of the adventure pursuits that you've been doing, one of which was you recently had a huge swim, and but before that, you were barely swimming at all. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the picnic first. That sounds pretty casual, easygoing. Well, it's just like in this genre. I mean, Jackson Hole is such an inspiring place, and there's so many inspiring people that do amazing things and it's the Tetons are the training ground for people to go off and climb in the Himalayas and all over the world and just do some really really amazing things and you know part of being in being and living in Jackson Hole is being exposed to the the continuous adventure pursuits you know whether it's whitewater rafting or rock climbing or kayaking or just being outside mountain biking doing all these different pursuits and so a few years ago, this is about four years ago, 
um, friend of mine, David Gonzalez, uh, who's a well-known photographer and uh, local here in Jackson, uh, saw him at the post office and he was like, hey, I got this idea, you know. Um, the idea is to do this thing he's calling the picnic. And, and it was to bike from the town square out to the park in the dark and swim across Jenny Lake get to the other side of Jenny Lake and then solo the Grand Teton go up and climb the Grand Teton get to the top come back down swim back across Jenny Lake and then bike back into town and to do it in, in do it in a day obviously and you know the whole idea of human powered adventure uh, just having a big <laughs> a big day in the Tetons, but taking it to the next level of instead of just going out and climbing the Grand, you know, adding in some multi-sport elements, of which I would say, you know, the biggest thing that challenges most people with that idea of it is, is swimming. You know, people, well, first off, you have to be able to solo the Grand, or if you're going to, you know, somehow... Takes a little bit of experience or, yeah, and some, some skill set. Yeah, some experience <laughs> skill set. I mean, you could, you, could, you could rope up and do all that stuff, but then you got to carry gear and all that stuff. So the original picnic is soloing the Grand. And then the biking is kind of like a warm-up. You know, it's only 25 miles out to the park and then 25 miles back. It's kind of like a victory lap once you're all done. But the swimming is the big thing for people, particularly swimming in the dark on the way out, you know, over typically choose a full moon or something like that. But... Um, a lot of people don't know how to swim and are terrified of open water swimming in general. And uh, if you don't understand how to swim or you haven't learned how to swim, then it's very, very difficult for, for a lot of people. So that was the beginning of it. The, the picnic was the beginning of looking at a different way to explore Jackson Hole, really. Um, and then, of course, other parts around the world, but just using different skill sets that allow you to adventure in a different way. And uh, it was cool, and that was the beginning of a whole series of things that that I was in, got inspired to to do in Jackson. And this is low tech or high tech? Uh, no tech. No tech. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, bicycle in a wetsuit, I guess. So there's some tech. So no e bikes. <laughs> yeah, no e bikes. Right, exactly. It's like a snack. And that would be a snack instead of a picnic. And so David Gonzalez was the first person to do this. Yeah, he created it and then he, he did it on his own the first time and then and then uh, he invited a small group of people and then we filmed it and it's on, you know, people can google Grand Teton Triathlon or, or Grand Teton Picnic and it's, uh, people actually come from all over to, to see if they can do the picnic. Um, it's kind of become a thing, which is which is great to see because it gives, you know, just giving people inspiring goals, mm -hmm. you know, and I think so many, there are so many people in various different capacities that have a limitation to what they believe that they can achieve, you know, and there's so much possible. Yeah, there, you know, you got to, you got to get some mentorship and get some skills and various different things, but people can go farther than they think. And generally as a, as a, uh, as a rule of thumb in my experience and working with so many people over the many many years um and it's great to inspire people to think a little bit differently beyond what they what they believe is possible and to provide some of these examples like you know like that that can be inspiring for people is this some navy seals training involved in this you know um <laughs> it's funny it's just it's kind of an evolution like and I had recently, when David asked me, I had recently swam from Alcatraz in San Francisco, and I'd never really 
You did. I did. Yeah, I did that a couple times, but I, I, um, I kind of took the plunge. I was never really a, a great open water swimmer. My most of my my diving was abalone diving in the Northern California coast, which is a whole another topic of conversation. It's but I didn't really get any. You know, I I grew up doing the basic swim races as a child. You know, the, you know, the but but nothing significant, nothing in college or really in high, in high school or any of that stuff was was swimming related. And I got exposed. This was afterwards. After I did the picnic, you know, I kind of made my way across the lakes, but certainly not efficiently. Recently, I became exposed to this this different way of swimming called total immersion swimming, and it's a counterintuitive way to swimming. It's a different. It's just a different way than most people are accustomed to that changes the idea that we need to be pulling water and working really hard to to get across whatever body of water we have into something that is using your momentum using your technique using your form using the kind of the pivoting your your body through the water and angling yourself to reduce the most the to reduce the drag so that you're you're flowing and it turns swimming into like a, a flowing meditation that's easy that you can just keep doing for forever really i mean i, I mean within reason but i was as, as you mentioned yeah i don't i had only swam like a mile and a half before i did this thing um you know last summer and i decided well i don't know can i swim 20 miles across all the lakes in the park because like i'm not sure but i knew that i could swim for about an hour and a half in two hours and i'm like okay well if i can know if i can swim two hours then using this technique then it's basically just there's no limitation, you know, you can just continue on and, and, and expand that. And if just like anything in life, if you, if you take a big, big goal and you break it down, then you can do things in smaller segments. Um, it's like one of my one of my mentors, Stu Middleman, was the guy who uh, ran across the country from San Diego to New York, 52 miles a day for 56 consecutive days. He's one of the kind of the first guys to do like run to run across America or make it popular anyway. And his, his uh, famous line that stuck with me for, for a long time was, you know, I never ran, he's a world, he's in the World Ultra Running Hall of Fame, you know, and he held the thousand mile run record for, he might even still hold the record, but his, his, quote, his quote was, I never ran a thousand miles, I ran one mile a thousand times. Hmm. And it's things like this and the mind shift and the perspective that if people change the way that they're thinking about something it enables people to take the first and most important step which is just beginning and starting the thing because that is usually what limits limits most people and so is the mindset so you start with the mindset and the framework you get you find out some skills and techniques from other people that have been successful in the things you want to do and then you go out and you start implementing and getting feedback and so I've just something I've used that and applied these these concepts into business, into adventure, into all sorts of different techniques, and I think it's something that's important that people can use for themselves. So true that um, yeah, writing down goals and working on those every quarter, it's you have to write down the steps of how you're going to do it. Otherwise, it's just something written down and saying. All right, now what? Right. It's like saying I'm going to lose 25 pounds. Saying, okay, well, how are you going to do it? 
and it's not like you just lost 25 pounds. You lose one pound at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and even something as simple as that, like when people started, you know, setting goals with a, with something with using the words like lose subconsciously, we don't want to achieve those goals because you're losing something. And you're reframing goals around what are you going to gain by getting more energy and, and doing some things that you're enabling yourself to do completely changes the paradigm for taking action. Mm-hmm. Which unconsciously, the large majority of, of our actions throughout the day are, are unconscious. And so if you can get a hold of your mindset in a way that is creating your unconscious behavior to align with the things that you want to achieve it makes everything easier and and i think a lot of people are just unaware of some of these sort of unconscious mindset sort of uh limitations and do you lead all of these coaching or workshops or do you have a we have, about of, a, we have about 100 contract facilitators all uh-huh. over the U.S. that deliver various different events. I mean, okay. We have experts in various different types of adventure programs. We have business speaking efforts. We have motivational speakers. We have all sorts of different uh, staff. Sometimes our events have one, two, three people. Sometimes they have 25 people delivering these events, depending on the scale of them. And so I like to choose the events that that we have an opportunity to deliver and more often than not particularly the large-scale ones i'll have a hand in for sure in the design of the programming um but we have basically uh you know we have some salespeople, then we have the program designers and that's usually a creative team of people that we get together and we collaborate on the design and then we have a program manager that oversees the, the the event and then we have all our staff support staff and so various different levels depending on what we're doing so I, I love the work. I mean, I don't even call it work. It's like, I you know, I was just talking to someone, uh, one of my uh, one of my friends, who's like, uh, he used the word um, semi-retirement or something, and I was like, I was like, retirement, like, what do you retirement? And uh, it's just such a foreign concept to me because I can't really imagine ever not doing the thing that I've been doing because I love it so much, you know, so it's just going to take a different form and whatever these different programs are, they all, it's all an evolution. What you think is the the greatest idea right now is not the greatest idea. It's mm-hmm. the greatest idea now, but it, you know, a year from now, it's going to be a springboard that leads you to some other thing, which is the key to continuous business success is to always be evolving. You think you're on the top of your game and in success, that's the time to create your new idea. Not when the not when you're on the downturn mm-hmm. and, and it's on the bottom side, right? So So true. Yeah. Have have you ever read anything from Napoleon Hill? I have, yeah. He talks about what you had just mentioned before that if if you really enjoy what you're doing, then you'll never think of it as work. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll always come as though it, it's not as though that it's easy. It just comes as, and it flows very naturally for whatever you're doing. Yeah, that's great. You know, I wish that for, for everyone, you know, anyone listening or just uh, everyone. And, and, you know, whatever places, various stages that we have in life, the one we're, you know, learning and, and we're creating all the way up to, you know, potentially for some people being an entrepreneur and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's a continuous journey, continuous evolution that's, uh, it's it's great and to, and to have that passion to work mm-hmm. yeah 
And it, you can tell, right? You go into a, a place, you know, a local restaurant or a hotel, happy people make for happy experiences, you know, and, and, and it has a <laughs> direct impact on the bottom line. People want to be around happy people. They want to be around people that are psyched to be doing the work. And sometimes if, if, they're, if people aren't psyched, you know, get a different job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's life's too short to be in a place where you're where you're not psyched to either be learning a skill set or you know being your best in that particular function. Yeah. You know, so. it, is it more of if you're not happy with what you're doing? Is it because if if you think it's somebody else's reason for you not being happy, then you got to take some inner reflect some self-reflection and, and yeah. figure out really what is it that you want? Because no matter where you go, you could that person could still have that same feeling and yeah, thoughts. Yeah, but personal yeah. responsibility. And a lot of times people yeah. are just in the wrong roles, you know. We all are suited for various different types of work, you know. And um, different types of work bring different people happiness. Um, and, you know, the, the leadership concept is really about seeing the organization and inspiring people to to do their best work in a in a position where they can you know be fulfilled and they can they can actually you know contribute to to the business objectives. I mean, you know, people like Gavin Fine with all of his businesses, they're successful not just because of the great product, but because you have someone like Gavin who's inspiring people to create a culture of working together and supporting each other and things like that. You know? mm-hmm. And that is what you know businesses in Jackson. Their leadership is directly related to how they inspire the people to work together, even if it's for a season. You know, the seasonal employees, you need to inspire them in a different way. Yeah, it's 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 exciting and it's fascinating to to really be on the, the psychology side of the business development, which is really what Grand Dynamics is all about. I, I tell you. This conversation with you has been excellent because I've learned so much more about leadership and what you're doing with Grand Dynamics and the lives that you're touching and helping people grow into being the best that they possibly can. I mean, I'm sure people come up to you and say, I just needed to hear that. And you've helped me so much. You also talked about always changing and doing things. Um, you're also working on a second book right now. Yes, yes. Super excited about about this book. Uh, you know, the the high level of it is it's like a live your adventure concept where I'm telling a series of short stories adventure from primarily from outdoor adventure pursuits mountaineering rock climbing free diving and blue water spear fishing hunting and international destinations to just a whole variety of different short stories and from abalone diving to you know these you know the picnic and various different pursuits but it's all about really um having people get gain a a different perspective on how they can tap into their own potential and some of the lessons from the people that i've learned over the years and some of these uh, various different adventures and told in an interesting and fun way um yeah people can check out uh, both the video and the first chapter of the book um, you can Google Lake to Lake, Grand Teton National Park. That'll come up with the video on YouTube, and there's a link uh, in there on YouTube. Or you can uh, just Google Grand Dynamics and Tim Walther book, and I have a book page where you can watch the video and you can check out the first chapter of the book, get on my list for when I release the book. But, um, yeah, it's exciting, and, it's, and I'm excited to, you know, share some some of the impact that Jackson Hole and our culture has had on on myself and how that's enabled me to extend some of the inspiration that I've gotten to, from so many people in Jackson Hole 
through living some of these adventures, which are really inspired by just being in this place we call home. You know, so it's such a it's such an honor to to be able to to um, capture some of these stories in a way that kind of recognizing recognizes you know where we where it came from. I'm going to go download that this weekend and. Uh listen to it and and i'm so excited to look at some of these videos especially the the picnic yeah um you're right there's some wild folks who can certainly inspire you for some of the things that accomplishments that they are able to 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 fulfill in their life around here you know and it's like everyone listening out there you know it's we, we all have our unique opportunities to take the next level to expand our potential and to feel the fulfillment that comes along with that when you know we can feel that success of accomplishing something that we may not know that you know it, it might not be possible that some of the, the the best moments in life are you know what I'm going to do this I'm not not sure if it's possible but I'm going to see what's I'm going to make it possible right so mm-hmm. it, it's it's cool and um yeah, it's really, really, really the goal is to to get people to, you know, experience the kind of the adventure of life through taking that next step and uh, surrounding ourselves with like-minded people as well. Cool. Tim, what's the best way for people listening right now to reach out and connect with you? Uh, email is probably, you can shoot me an email, tim at granddynamics.com. Uh, you can also jump on our quarterly newsletter, uh, granddynamics.com. You can get on our newsletter there. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Tim Walther on LinkedIn. That's a good business connection there. And, um, you know, yeah, if people are interested in the scavenger hunt, jhscavengerhunt.com. They can sign up and do that anytime or schedule a private event. Uh, great for also kids, adults, all sorts of um, anyone who's interested in checking that out. And then our course, uh, one thing we didn't mention is the annual Ultimate Towner Obstacle Course that happens every spring, the third weekend in May. And that's a community Jackson Hole obstacle course. It's in our year eight. Next year will be year nine. And uh, that's a great experience, if, uh, you know, for people to come and check out in the springtime in Jackson Hole too. So, various different programs, and you know, if you're sitting here going, "Hey, I, my company would could benefit from something like this," yeah, reach out to Grand Dynamics. We can customize an event or deliver one of our programs, and or at least, you know, let let you know what the options are. Um, we work with teams and businesses of all sizes, uh, and would be happy to share some of the options for working with your team, your business, inspiring your people to bring out their best. Spectacular. Tim, thank you so much for what you are doing for the community of Jackson Hole, but but also globally and inspiring people, helping them find what their true potential and tapping into that. I appreciate it. I hope more people listen and are driven to connect with you and, and, and learn a lot from you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Stefan. It's always a pleasure. It's great to see you around town. And uh, thank you for doing what you're doing with the podcast. It's it's great to see you tapping into so many uh, you know stories of local community members and sharing those stories and, and bringing people together and making those connections. So um, my pleasure to be here and wish you great future success. Thanks, buddy. Good All to right. see you. Take care. Cheers. To learn more about Tim and the picnic and Grand Dynamics International, please visit the jacksonholeconnection.com episode number 53 i love hearing from my listeners and subscribers if you have any feedback or suggestions send me an email 
connect at the jacksonholeconnection.com. Please remember when you're in Jackson Hole, be sure to visit my friends at the Jackson Hole Marketplace. I could not create this podcast without the support of my wife, Laura, my editor, Michael Morey, my musical director, Luke Taylor, and my marketing guru, Tana Hoffman. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I really look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.